Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Actually, Wednesday now. Um, yesterday, I had some gremlins up in my podcast recording equipment, and um, uh, I recorded this podcast twice. Twice after a long day with the kiddos, after trick or treating, and damn it, I had some really, really, really good audio for you guys—like really good audio, um, really good content. You guys gave some really great Ask Riley questions recorded it and I don't know what was happening. There was some sort of update with my roadcaster. That's the recording equipment I use and it was all distorted. So yeah, um, we're just going to get over it and realize that shit happens. Sometimes there's setbacks. This was a big one for me just because, uh, I had poured my whole soul into that podcast as I always do. And it's just very like, I don't know. It just kind of melts you when you put all that out there and then you got to do it again and hope that it's just as good. But the great thing about Really Riley is that I keep it very real and it's all real things that come from the heart. So I don't have a problem with, you know, doing it again. It's just y'all feel me, right? Um, So I'm going to go back and look for the Ask Riley's um, from yesterday. Um, Okay, so frustrations being caretaker and how do you handle it so this was actually me when marshall and i first got together and he had a vascular necrosis surgery i'm sure you guys have heard about this but if you're new to the podcast it's where the bones die in the body it's very rare like three or 13 percent if people have it in the u.s and marshall doesn't know how he got it because he was adopted so we don't know a lot of medical history there um and we had to take him to Duke in um, North Carolina to have a graft done. They pulled a bone out of the bottom of his leg and basically grafted a new one into his hip. Thank God this worked because it didn't have like a, I don't know what the percentage was, but I think it was somewhere 30 to 50% or 50% of it working, which seems like a good percentage, obviously medically, but like in your mind, you're like, I only have half a chance of this working. So for the better part of like two years, I was, you know, a caretaker for six weeks. He was in a bed. He couldn't move anywhere from, you know, he could basically go to the bed, to the bathroom and the bottom of my condo that was, you know, three levels, which sounds really big, but really it was skinny and it just had the bottom basement level. And that's where he was because it was the closest one to any bathroom. And, you know, there was a middle level where the living room was and the bedroom level. So obviously it was like I couldn't really sleep with him because I was afraid that I would roll over onto his wounds. And it was also uncomfortable for him to sleep because he had to um, he had to be like on his back. Well, I had to cook the meals for him and bring them down before I went to work at four o'clock in the morning on the morning show. I had my son to still take care of. And I'll never forget, like, 
him telling me that he was having the surgery. We just got engaged. Um, and he was like, babe, this is going to change our lives for a little while. And I was like, I don't care. I just drove into it and I was just like, we're just going to do this shit. We're going to do it. It's fine. And I didn't really think about how much it would change. I, I kind of couldn't at that point because I was like, I just have to get into this and do it. Now, this is a really hard time for me becoming a caretaker for someone that was in a wheelchair for two years or he was in a wheelchair after that for like nine months and then on crutches and a cane and just learning how to walk again for like a year and a half. Um, I, I, I was very scared at first because I had a, an event at the radio station that weekend that he was getting a surgery or that week. And I told my boss, I was like, I have to go with him. You know, he's not speaking to his parents anymore. And it's like no one else was there for him or could be, it was, it was me and I was going to be his wife. So this was, you know, my job. And thank God my mom came up to watch lyrics. That was a lot of jumbling there. And I'll, I'll never forget, like, my boss was so mad at me. He was, like, yelling at me. These people spent this money for this event. And I was like, I understand all that. I was like, but this is going to be my husband. This is my family. So if you don't like it, fuck you, fire me. <laughs> Little did I know they probably put that in their pocket for later. Um, but there was no thinking about it. And then I was actually having to sign my contract for my next years at the Kane show during that time, which now that I think about it was pretty shitty. It was pretty traumatic to have to be going through all of that. And I had just had a miscarriage about a month before that, not even. And this was all open. Everybody knew it because we talked about it on the air and I was having to sign this contract and they were pushing me to sign this contract, which is crazy too, because it's like, uh, some counterparts that I knew, um, were definitely treated with kit gloves when that stuff was going down because when it was their contractual negotiation, definitely treated a different way because, oh, they had a wedding and, oh, they had a miscarriage too. And I'm not laughing at that. I'm not making fun of that, but, oh, they had a baby. They have to just, they, they can't yet. And had all this consideration when it came to signing theirs of mine, it was like, sign it now or don't. Uh, and yeah, like I wasn't married yet. I was a single mom, so whatever. But, and the weeks that came after that was the very first time that I was like, I don't know if I could do this. Not that I was going to leave Marshall in any way, shape or form. Not that I was, you know, not in the relationship or wanting to marry him. I was just like, I don't know how mentally and physically I'm going to be this person for my son, my future husband and myself. But the advice I would give in terms of being a caretaker is I know that when you're in the thick of it, you can't you can't, it's hard to make it about you because the person going through the actual illness or, or recovery or whatever is the primary focus, but you still have to be there for yourself, you know, and afterwards you're going to probably have a little bit of an avalanche, or at least I did of the emotions that you pent up that come out in other ways. And it's hard to not take this out on the person that you were caretaking for, because you're like, you know, in your own mind, it's like, their fault, but not. And then you feel like a piece of shit for thinking it was their fault. Therapy is very helpful for me, but also you just have to make sure that you release those emotions at some point in the healthiest way you know how. Because all those stored up pent up emotions in the body are never a good thing. Because that will lead to health problems later, 
I don't care what you think about that. It might sound wacky and voodoo, but it does. There's a whole, there's like whole studies on the so somatic exercises about stored trauma in the body. And some of that caretaking can be stored trauma, you know, like to see my husband in that state, to watch him get wheeled off and okay. Well, he was my future husband at the time, but whatever, he's my husband now. And to see him in like pain and to see all those wounds and then to, you know, be that caretaker for not one, but two people now besides my son. It's a lot. I don't know exactly what your position is in this, you know, caretaking thing, but just make sure that once you've gotten through the hardest part or, you know, the hardest part in one way, make sure you take that time for your own self-care so you can heal from that situation too. It's tough, but you can do it. So the next question is, um, do you feel happier now that you're doing your own thing? Um, define happier. So I do really like being my own boss, my own like business owner, if you will. But, um, I don't know if happier is the word. Like, I love the idea that if it fails, it's mine. But if it flies, it's mine too. But I don't, I don't want to say that I'm happier being away from radio. I loved my job. I didn't love some of the people involved in said job, but that wasn't the only radio job I had. It was one of the biggest, but it was like I missed... I miss you guys. And yes, I'm grateful enough that I get to connect with you guys here and when I do events and stuff like that, but I miss the everyday talking to you guys on the phone and hearing your stories and, you know, being in those big crowds where I get to see all of you guys at once and feel that energy. And uh, it was a career that I worked really hard for, for 20 years of my life. And I never wanted to be out of it. I always said, I want to do radio for as long as I have breath you know, but like I always say, the universe obviously knew better. Um, and in a way, I'm not sad that, you know, that part has ended in particularly that job because you guys, I always say, you know, karma does its thing always. Karma never forgets. Karma's always like, hey, I saw that. And, you know, if I know karma, there's, there's probably some really, really harsh waves of it coming. And I believe in good karma and bad karma. And I think both of those are on their way. And when I did my karma collection earlier this year with, you know, the 23 is my year to be Jordan and, you know, who wants the smoke, trim your wick and the imitation ain't flattery. I was in a darker place, but I used to say like, when that karma hits, I want to be in the space where I don't care. I'm worried about me and moving on and keeping things positive, but you know, your, your scars are always in the background and I am in the space where I'm good with being my own boss and keeping it moving. You know, I told you guys that I had a very big update about the, um, big, chance this big opportunity for you guys to hear me some more and I'm going to do that tomorrow I'm excited scared lots of things to tell you but that's tomorrow little tease there but 
I don't know about happier, but I am more hopeful than I was almost a year ago. What is your word for 2024 and what should mine be? Well, this particular person whom I'm not going to name because I don't want to put her business out there. Her word is Morganite because I am putting that stone out there into all of the good vibes for her because I think this is what she deserves in so many more ways than one. And if you guys aren't familiar with crystals, hi, I'm Riley and I'm obsessed. And Morganite um, is a stone. Hold on. Let me look up the definition for it. It's a really pretty like pinkish stone. You see it in jewelry all the time, but in its natural state, it's greens, pinks, blues, and it's got a really, really like good energy to it. Um, I'm looking at Morganite crystal meaning it's like, it's a very soft one, but it's a very powerful and it's effect one. So Morganite, it's love heals all. Um, it's spiritually in love. I like that. You can't help to receive love with Morganite. It's special healing power invokes loving thoughts of actions, allowing you to receive from a heart place. Morganite strengthens your heart, allowing your heart to resonate its highest electromagnetic energy for physical love. And it helps you become aware of fear-based heart protection and you can release judgment and find your soulmate. Love it. Um, so yeah, hers is Morganite. Mine would be I have to just pick one manifested. That's my word for 2024 manifested. Everything that happens is manifested, not by mistake. Um, when you're having one of them days, what keeps you going? Oh, like yesterday <laughs> when I forgot my underwear and Wegmans little quick story about that. I was going to get a massage, which thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One of my, we got this OG fam, um, or my, we got this army sent me a massage for my birthday. And I was very, very overwhelmed that someone would think to do that. It was the sweetest thing. And I hoard those things. Cause obviously we ain't getting massages left and right nowadays. Um, so I finally, finally scheduled it and got in yesterday and I don't wear underwear underneath my gym leggings. I was going after the gym because panty lines to me are sacrilegious. <laughs> um, but I, I put the underwear in my pocket because I was like, let me not forget underwear because nobody wants to get a massage with, you know, your, your taco flying in the wind. <laughs> um, and I went into Wegmans after my workout to get like a little protein bar and somewhere along the lines, I dropped my underpants. So my apologies if it was you that found my leopard blue Victoria's Secret underoos because I wear nice underwear for my husband, for the doctor and for massages because nobody wants to be the girl with crusty underpants. <laughs> yep. Just said that. Um, but yeah, it was a day and I know that it sounds so very simplistic, but you know, it's just one day at a time. One day doesn't have to equal 17 bad days or a bad lifetime or a bad season. Sometimes it can but that depends on the event that made it that way. And it also depends on your mindset. Mindset is the hardest thing to shift sometimes, but it's the most rewarding. It's not easy for me to do that. I'm not trying to play like it is. I have the days where I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Like I, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to like do anything, but I can't allow myself to stay there. I always talk about this piece of advice that a former intern gave me, like, Riley, if you're not happy, you're not a tree, move. Meaning you're not rooted right where you are. You choose your happy. The first time somebody said that to me, I wanted to punch him, but it's very, very true. 
So it's okay to have those days where you want to crawl into a hole. It's okay for that day if you crawl into said hole, but you can't stay there. And that's just the mindset that I always stick myself with. I sometimes want to punch myself in the face, but yes, that's the way I deal with it. Um, did I miss it or did you not give your take or did you give your take on Bryn from Real Houses in New York? Oh, so I did a podcast on like my review of the newest, you know, rendition of the Real Housewives of New York. And at first I wasn't digging them, but then I went down the whole gamut of what I thought about them. That's a couple podcasts down. Well, um, Bryn, like some of the crap that she does, like flirting with people's husbands or like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not really flirting. But, you know, she's at their vow renewal. And she's like, when you get a divorce, I'm available. Like, oh, my God, we would fight. But then I resonate with her past having past trauma and that kind of shaping who she is and who she sees, how she sees the world and how she reacts to it. Because if you notice her during like the... um the reunions, she cries and gets very, very teary and very, very shaky at anybody else's like real trauma. So she's empathetic, but she's hardened to the world because of her own trauma. Sounds like somebody else, you know, her name starts with an R. Um, so I like her, but I think it's going to take a couple more seasons for me to decide whether or not I really like her. <laughs> because again, as a child of trauma, I, I, it takes me a minute with people. I've learned that lesson very, very hard in the last year or so. Um, how do you deal with your ADHD day to day? Do you take meds? Any useful hints? So yes, I am currently on Adderall right now. I fought that decision so damn much because I don't drink. I you know I live a very holistic lifestyle when it comes to like you know pain management or medication and stuff like that. And you know I stopped drinking six years ago almost now, and so I didn't want to put anything in my body that I didn't have to. Now. When I got diagnosed after three different doctors, well, my, no, not my, my, my normal psychiatrist, my normal psychologist, my God. And then I went to two different psychiatrists to be diagnosed and then prescribed. Um, so I did a lot of soul searching, but that was the time where I had just had Malin. He was maybe three or four months old, five, like four months old, I think. So pretty new into the postpartum. I had postpartum depression again. Like I was just blanking out on the air. And even I think more than that, like it was, there was a lot of pressure on me. There was a lot of like, you're not looking at the camera and the video is going to look like crap. Go look at it. And then, you know, you're not on it. I need you to be on it. I need to be on it. And, you know, but it was, it was like abusive. Um, so that made my ADHD worse because whenever like you're doing something with ADHD that you hate or you don't want to, you tend to zone out. Um, and I didn't like being yelled at, but, um, I knew that I had to do something because I was really afraid. I was like, I'm going to lose my job. And I just had a newborn. This is, this is really scary. And I was trying really hard. You know, I went back to work after six weeks because I was afraid that if I wasn't behind that mic, you know, I would, my spot would get taken or I would get diminished. <laughs> Just took a little longer, I guess. Um, but I decided to get on meds. And the thing that the, the psych told me was, you know, I've said this before, but I'll say it again for this question. Like, do you need your car? And I'm like, what do you mean? Do I need my car? I live 45 minutes away from my work. Of course I need my car. I need to get around. I need to. And he's like, oh, really? You need it to breathe. You need it to live. 
you need it, you could walk that mileage. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's 40 something miles. That would take me six years. And he goes, yeah, but you could do it. You don't need it. It just makes it easier. And I was like, okay. And he's like, but let's put it that way in terms of medication. Your mind doesn't function the way that some other people's do. So instead of struggling through life all of the time, take the, you know, I hate that, take this or, you know, use the medication to your advantage so life can be somewhat more normal. And for a while it was, I had my laser focus on, you know, I felt, oh my God, okay, it's, you know, I was less depressed or whatever. It's a boost of serotonin. It's a controlled substance. You know, it's basically synthetic speed. Let's call it what it is. Um, but then like any other controlled substance, it loses its potency after a while. So I refuse to go up, up, up. So I've found some different alternatives for that. Like, um, I've talked about alkaline, um, herb shop for a while now. Like they're all over my fave five on the blog. I've talked about on the podcast before I found their bladder whack, sea moss and bladder whack formula. I'm telling you the first two weeks that I was on this herbal supplement, my focus went boom, like up the roof. And there's days where I don't even need the Adderall. Like I, also take their drive supplement, which is supposed to be for sexual health, but it honestly helps me really like when I need to laser focus. So the hope is to get off of the Adderall and end up just using the herbs for that. Um, I have given into the fact that, you know, it's something that I have to control. It's something I have to manage. I can't just pretend like it's not there, especially now that like my life has changed so much because radio was something I knew I could do really, really well and just keep going. This is this whole business owning with podcasting and also with, you know, my candle business is a whole different arena. And, you know, I have problems asking for help, but I am accepting help in all forms now, whether it be herbal medication from listeners, my husband, my neighbors, you know, and I will say like, it's okay to realize that your mind just shifts differently than others. You know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of ticks that I have that I didn't realize we were because of ADHD. If ever you see me twirling my hair obsessively, it's a regulatory thing for me. Like when I'm nervous or thinking hard and my brain gets boggled, I start twisting my hair, just regulating myself. Like I tend to be very impatient and very anxious all the time because of my ADHD. It's sometimes like, it's hard for me to actually sit down and read a book. I can't do that. I'll audiobook it instead. And even then my attention goes sometimes. You don't realize it's not just like a schoolhouse rock type of, uh, you know, like hindrance. It hinders you all the time. But once you get there and you accept it and you kind of find ways to work with it, it gets a whole lot better, I promise. Um, so guys, there was a whole lot more of these questions that were really, really, really good, like a wedding question, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a bonus episode tomorrow instead of finishing this Ask Radley, because I think this is a separate one because there's a lot of weddings going on right now. And one of my favorites and one of the OG, we got, uh, we, uh, show me the ring podcast girls sent me the best question, um, about weddings, about like, what would I have done differently? Like, what would I advise brides to do? And my advice might have some going, what the hell? But it's real and it works. And everybody I've given this advice to says I'm right. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to drop that tomorrow and give you guys a little bonus episode for not having one out earlier today. 
So I love you guys longest. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys want to help and keep the podcast afloat, you can check out the new merch that's on the website at reallyreallypodcast.com. You can also sign up to be a part of the We Got This Army. You get goodies, you get discounts, you get info, you get exclusive audio, and it's only seven bucks a month. You can sign up monthly or throughout the year, and I will love you long time for it. If you got a We Got This moment, I want to hear some more of those because we're going close to the end of the year, and I want to do a big We Got This um, podcast because I think it'd be really cool to go rocket shipping at the end of the year on all those good vibes. Um, really Riley podcast at gmail.com. Uh, check me out on Instagram at Riley Couture at really Riley podcast and at house of W that's the candle one. And if you would do me a solid, please like share this podcast. If you like it, put it on your Instagram, share it, ask your friends to share it. Please give a review because that helps me with the algorithms to get this podcast seen by more people and I'll just appreciate it. I love you guys to the ends of the earth and back again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being patient with me on this. Hopefully they can get this resolved. This doesn't happen next week. Um, Yeah. I love you guys. And I will talk to you tomorrow, not just Friday, but tomorrow on Really Riley. Thank you so much for being you. It's Really Riley.